TED Audio Collective. I have five nieces and a nephew, and I'm an adoring aunt. I'm blessed to have the kind of disposable income that allows me to support my family in numerous ways, like stepping in to bring dinner when everyone's too busy to cook, or stealing my sisters away so they can get some much-needed rest and relaxation. But I'm particularly passionate about helping support my nieces and nephew in ways that relate to their education, be it funding extra tutoring if needed for a particular subject, or helping them access extracurricular activities like sports or dance. And this extends beyond my immediate family. I've been able to step in for young people I know, for instance, when a college scholarship is no longer available and they need just a little help to finish out the semester. It's a privilege to be in this position, and it has shown me that wealth is about more than just having cold, hard cash. It's about having the freedom to use your resources to uplift those you love. I'm Madhupa Akinola. This is TED Business. Our speaker today, Aisha Yandoro, wants us to redefine what it means to be wealthy. Is wealth about a bunch of commas and zeros in your bank account? Or is it the ability to live a life where you have agency over your own well-being and the well-being of the people you love? What would it look like for us to really trust people, especially families experiencing poverty, to decide what to do with their own money? Then after the talk, I'll discuss this in greater depth. But first, a quick break. This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab Investing Themes, It's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Hey, TED Business listeners. We're supported by our friends at Working Smarter, a new podcast from Dropbox exploring the exciting potential of AI in the workplace. Working Smarter talks with founders, researchers, and engineers about the things they're building and the problems they're solving with the help of the latest AI tools. Tools that can save them time, improve collaboration, and create more space for the work that matters most. On Working Smarter, hear practical discussions about what AI can do so that you can work smarter too. Listen to Working Smarter on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit workingsmarter.ai. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds. Thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. 
Add a little curiosity into your routine with TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll go beyond the headlines and learn about the big ideas shaping your future. Coming up, how AI will change the way we communicate, how to be a better leader, and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. Growing up in Mississippi, my family never talked about money but I could infer how much people had by pattern keeping at Christmas time. My Uncle Chip was always good for money, an absolute delight. J.C. Penney's here I come. <laughs> My Madea would always give us apples, oranges, butterscotch candy, and a brown paper bag. It was a gift given with love, and it meant a lot coming from the matriarch of our family. Now, my parents... My parents would make sure my twin and I were fresh in the latest fashions. Jabot jeans, starter jackets. Looking good made us feel rich, even if we weren't. So I, it was interesting because I remember having a myriad of conversations about prison reform, the education system, voter rights, but a candid conversation about money, it never happened. When I went to graduate school, my world expanded. Hearing my friends talk about their overseas adventures made me envious. I didn't even have a passport at the time. When I got my first job postgraduate school, I was making $70,000. I was rich. But that shopping spree at JCPenney's was no longer going to scratch that itch. I needed to do whatever I could to be legit wealthy. I think that's why one of the many Oprah Winfrey episodes that I watched when the early 2000s stood out to me. On this particular episode, Susie Orman was the guest. And for those of you who don't know, Susie is an American author and financial advisor, and she has the most perfect white teeth I've ever seen. <laughs> well, Susie was talking about 401ks, and I got the basic gist of what she was saying. Save a little money now have a lot of money in the future. Sounded great, amazing, sign me up. So I went to meet a wealth advisor, somebody I met off the internet. I just knew that this random person was going to unlock some magical room and give me all the tricks I needed to be wealthy. I mean, big house, fancy cars, luxurious vacation. I was excited until I wasn't. The nondescript building in the strip mall did not boost my confidence that this was how the wealthy managed their affairs. I was placed in a small white waiting room, and I stayed there for what felt like forever. Finally, a man came in who could not even bother to learn the correct pronunciation of my name and asked me what my goals were for the future. Okay, I'm excited again. I know the answer to this. Number one, I would like to retire comfortably by the age of 60, Number two, I would like to be able to take care of my mom. His response, I don't know why taking care of your mother is your responsibility. He then went on to speak in some financial jargon I could not understand. The entire interaction took me so aback that I vowed to share the bare minimum the rest of the meeting. I could not figure out what I was missing, but it made me question everything. Maybe I did not know what wealth was. Maybe wealth was not intended for people like me. Maybe I was reaching for too much. So I find it funny, or maybe serendipitous, that I think about cash and wealth all the time now. For the last 10 years, I've led an organization in Jackson, Mississippi, 
that takes a radically community-driven approach to supporting families, mainly Black women, that live in federally subsidized affordable housing. Our programs are strategic and holistic. A few years ago, we became concerned that we were not moving the needle on poverty. So we went to the women that we work with and we said, what are we missing? The answers were all different, but the underlying problem was the same. The problem was a lack of cash. No money for pizza on a Friday night was causing stress. Unexpected car repairs were leading to unemployment because people could not get to and from work. So we began to research, how do you give money, not another program to people experiencing poverty? In 2018, we launched the Magnolia Mothers Trust, this country's first modern guaranteed income program and the first in the world to center its efforts on Black women. Thank you. So, quickly, for the uninitiated, a guaranteed income is a specific amount of money given to a specific population over a set amount of time. It's typically funded by private philanthropy or, in some instances, the public sector. It's not a new idea. Jenny Tillman, a mom and welfare activist, called for a guaranteed income way back in 1972. And even Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and President Nixon indicated that a guaranteed income could help solve for poverty. It's not a new idea, but like I said, we are pioneers and our efforts are working. We provide $1,000 a month for 12 months to black mothers. And our goal is simple, to provide these women with the breathing room they need by giving them the financial resources they need to dream a little bigger. We provide, <laughs> thank, you. thank you. We provide $1,000 a month for 12 months, and we have proven that $12,000 is a life-altering amount of money. Yes, it allows you to take care of the practical needs, like getting that car repaired, but it also allows you to shift your reality, literally shift your reality from scarcity to abundance, from tunneling to imagination, from scraping by to genuine opportunity. There are over 100 guaranteed income programs currently being implemented in this country, and many were inspired by what we started in Jackson, Mississippi, of all places. Black women have ushered in a movement, and it has been beautiful, but it is just a start. Over the last few years, as I have watched more and more moms move towards income stability, I have listened as they have began to dream about a life free of economic stress. I have watched as they have began to dream about wealth. Now I understand that the most basic definition of wealth is what you own minus what you owe. And I also know we typically define it as having big cars, luxurious vacations, one-upping our neighbor up this never-ending ladder of economic success. But for many women, particularly women of color, who do not have access or the ability to earn a living wage because of pay inequity, that definition is meaningless or inadequate. Lord knows that we must solve for the racial wealth gap, and it is going to take radical imagination and the reinvention of big systems. But until then, people cannot be gaslit into believing that their definition of wealth is invalid or less important. Bell Hooks once wrote, definitions are a vital starting point to the imagination. 
what one cannot imagine cannot come into being. One day I was having a conversation with Coco, a mom within the Magnolia Mother's Trust, and I asked her, what is wealth to you? Without skipping a beat, she said, if anything were to happen to me, my family would have the money to cover my burial expenses. Asking more and more women the same question, I have come to learn that wealth is dignifying funerals, the privilege of privacy, the ability to complete school, own a business, or the thrill of being the extravagant auntie. All of these are definitions of wealth to them. Wealth is about a sense of agency, a sense of freedom, the collective well-being of the whole. It is not an individual pathological pursuit. For too long, we have allowed financial institutions to define wealth and the process by which we build it. I have never had a mother say to me, wealth is having stocks and bonds, equity in her home, or even a retirement account. Instead, they dream about what a life of ease and care would look like. Another case in point, I was having a conversation with a mom I work with, and I asked if she had six months worth of savings to cover an emergency. She started laughing. She could not even see herself in the equation that I was offering. She said that before the Magnolia Mother's Trust, I didn't even have a savings account, let alone one month worth of savings. I said, okay, let me ask the question differently. What is wealth to you? She said, oh, that's easy. All of my bills paid every month with a little left over for anything extra. She knew exactly what she needed. Our narrow definition simply did not address her needs. Hearing these responses time and time again, I began to realize that we have to redefine wealth. And we actually can redefine wealth. And the way we do that is by listening to others and then by being brave enough to listen to ourselves. So, of course, y'all, I had to ask myself, what is wealth? And I will admit to each of you all, because we're best friends now, <laughs> that when I first asked myself this question, I started crying. I realized that for over 20 years, I had been holding on to a definition that was not written for me, nor did it mirror my desires. I never wanted that big house backed up against the lake. I simply wanted what it represented in my mind my ability to gather my people, to nourish them, to spoil them, to make sure that we were protected and cared for before we go out into the world doing the hard work of caring for others. Please hear my words. I am not saying that women experiencing poverty simply need space to dream. What I am saying is that the space to dream mixed with cash can lead to transformation that can lead to true wealth. It is my belief that we, all of us in this room, are made less worthy by virtue of tolerating a country where anyone has to prove their worth. We may have 500 different definitions of wealth, but we can all agree that we are all degraded by normalizing immoral inequity. After all these years, I have finally accomplished what I set out to achieve all those years ago with that random wealth advisor. I am emboldened and empowered to manage my wealth. And no, I don't mean money. I mean, I am a loving daughter. I am a mom who takes her boys on vacation. And you best believe I am an extravagant auntie. <laughs> we have 
a poverty of imagination about what makes you wealthy. I mean, the things that people say about you at your funeral. I mean, legacy. But here's the thing. From where I sit, we can offer that kind of wealth to everyone. And yes, I am going to play on the word here. I can guarantee it if we are simply willing to understand that a small financial investment can change someone's life, giving them the flexibility, breathing room, and space to define and build wealth on their own terms. And it may be wealth defined by equity, love, honor, and delight. Thank you. Support for TED Business comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is a lot of things. Odoo is award-winning management software. Odoo is total control of your entire company in one place. Odoo is a suite of fully integrated applications for CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, manufacturing, and everything in between. Basically, Odoo is what your business needs to succeed. So if you're ready to get more done in less time, visit odoo.com slash tedbusiness. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash tedbusiness. Odoo, business management made simple. Support for the show comes from Brooks Running. I'm so excited because I have been a runner, gosh, my entire adult life. And for as long as I can remember, I have run with Brooks running shoes. Now I'm running with a pair of Ghost 16s from Brooks. Incredibly lightweight shoes that have really soft cushioning. It feels just right when I'm hitting my running trail that's just out behind my house. You now can take your daily run in the better than ever Ghost 16. You can visit brooksrunning.com to learn more. I love Aisha's prompt to ask yourself, What's your idea of wealth? Embedded in that question is a dare to redefine and reimagine the way we think about financial well-being and trust and empower people to know what they need. Our narrow definitions around money bleed into other areas of our lives, too. I mean, think about just asking yourself to redefine other seemingly simple, untested questions. Like, what does a great day at work look like for you? What does a great day off work look like for you? What does it look like to be quote-unquote productive? Just like the question of wealth, there are so many layers here. For example, a great day at work for me means having at least one inspiring conversation with someone that helps me understand them more and helps me understand me more. How might you approach that question? You probably know the answer better than anyone else does, and no one should dictate what that answer is for you. Aisha's efforts to create guaranteed income programs really follow this philosophy too. Perhaps organizations should be less preoccupied with prescribing methods for how to live our lives and more invested in providing the basic necessary resources people need to both live in community and thrive. That's it for today. TED Business is part of the TED Audio Collective. And this episode was produced by Hannah Kingsley Ma, edited by Alejandra Salazar, and fact-checked by Hannah Matsudaira. Special thanks to Maria Lajas, Farah DeGrange, 
Corey Hajim, Daniela Balarezo, and Michelle Quint. I'm Madupa Akinola. Talk to you again next week.